on this episode of Why Watch That. If I don't feel safe when you're doing the koozie, quack-a-doodle things, then I have to abort. But that may not be everyone's story. (laughs) The first episode, Ref, I was completely flabbergasted. I was like, I was thinking, what kind of person wrote this? Where were you (laughs) when you thought this up? What did you even think up? Were were psychedelics involved? Yes. (laughs) It will shock some viewers. I will tell you that now. It is certainly for adults. Uh, some of the stuff you're like, what? <laughs> like, oh. wait a minute. Oh, oh, oh. You better pump your brakes. You know what? I am so sorry. I, the, the the marketing team there is working really hard. I, I apologize. Hey, they're getting but... paid. They are no, getting it... paid. Like, this is not a charity. Come on, y'all. Oh, you know Mike? I have not seen it re- recently. Mike? Try Mr. Wallace, okay. Oh, okay. Sean, you better watch out. Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. That. This episode of Why Watch That is supported by Entrepreneur Meal Plan. It helps leaders and professionals feed their bodies and businesses well. You know, Critic, I got Mm. a chance to attend a wonderful event by EMP here Uh in Los Angeles. And it was so amazing because Brandy Cochran was able to gather people from all sorts of walks of life. We were able to gather together, have real talk, and some real good food too. Mm -hmm. It was a hit. It's food for the soul and the body, which is so hard to find. So if you want to learn more about Entrepreneur Meal Plan, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, go to entrepreneurmealplan.com. The Why Watch That Talk. We have some TV shows to talk about. We've got business to take care of. Oh, Yes. I'm scared. Don't be. Because you know what? Well, actually, some of these, you might be, the second one we're going to talk about, you might need to be a little scared because I don't know what's happening. You won't even um, know enough to be scared. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, I, I watched the trailer. But anyway, so listeners, we're paying, here, we've got you. Now, some of you have been noticing that TV, television is picking up speed. Well, fall TV in quotes, is back. But it's still going to be a little skimpy. It's not like this time last year, we probably talked about how many shows. I mean, we probably talked about, you know, 15 shows. Mm -hmm. And now we've got four (laughs) that we're talking about. (laughs) But that's okay. I feel like we have not talked about this particular station in so long. I called it a station network. PBS has been missing in action. MIA PBS. Um, the last thing that we talked about really from PBS with any excitement was Paul Dark. <laughs> was that true? I think it was the final season of Paul Dark. And now they have Van der Volk. 
Uh, Van der Valk. I'm, <laughs> sure, I'm sure I'm offending someone and I apologize. It is on Masterpiece and the thing about it is it's only three. You know, Masterpiece, you usually get at least six. Mm. They are giving you half. Yeah. And uh, you got a chance to check out Van der Valk <laughs> on PBS. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, the thing is, though, Reth, each episode is an hour and a half. Oh, oh. Oh. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll excuse it. Yeah. We'll allow it. <laughs> and this comes to us um, from, you know, not this country. Of course. So, yeah, you know, British, all of that stuff going on. So, Van der Valk is a detective. No, no, no. Van der Valk. Van der Valk. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, dete- however you want to say it, detective in Amsterdam, <laughs> hence the name, played by Mark Warren, who is British. Okay. So, you know, all right. And of course, he's going to be this kind of detective who knows something that other people do not. In the very beginning, we see this case that needs to be cracked and he's about to get it. Does he succeed? Yes. Does where others failed? Yes. And so on. And he has this team in particular, um, his right hand lady there. She's there and they have an interesting relationship. I'll put it that way. It's probably not the relationship you think it would be. Oh. So they really are a duo. They complete each other in a sense. And coming into this, the question is, can can this stoic man who barely says anything, can he find love and all of that kind of stuff while he's trying to solve all kinds of grisly crimes? Oh, jeez. Because then a new crime comes up that he has to solve. And of course, I won't give it away. The question is, will he be able to? Will he come away unscathed? Will uh, he be able to stop any kind of atrocity from happening? We've seen this kind of thing before. So I don't have to go further. We know we have this kind of detective who is special in some way and we have to figure out what it is. What's his backstory? Why is he the way he is? And so on as he's uh, solving these crimes. And what I'll say is when I was watching this, ref, I was thinking of a show that had one season on Cinemax here. Yes, on Cinemax. Mm. And it was called CB Strike which is based on a book series by J.K. Rowling um, under a pseudonym. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, if you're going to do a straightforward detective or private investigator procedural, to make it interesting, either the characters, their relationships have to be interesting, or the cases themselves have to be interesting. They don't quite hit the mark there in Vandervaart. I didn't oh. care about these characters. I was like, okay, we got a quiet guy. And I love stoic characters. That's my thing. Like George Clooney in The American all day long. The Samurai all day long. Quiet characters who know what they're doing. Love it. But here, the pacing ref, it was off. They could have tightened it. Number one. Excuse me. Can we go back to the basics where you build tension, where you have stakes? And then, outside of that, the cases themselves. So if you don't have great execution then we need the cases. And if you don't have the cases, we need great execution. They don't quite have either. It's not terrible, um, but I don't think this is going to blow anyone away. However, if you live this kind of show, then why not watch it? It's only three episodes, but again, it is an hour and a half each. All right. Well, that seemed to have not worked for the show, unfortunately, according to you. Um, 
Well, not unfortunately, according to you, but (laughs) (laughs) let's move on to HBO. Now, HBO has been doing some wacky cuckadoodles. Um, I mean it there. We've seen some interesting, you know, we had that Mark Ruffalo show. I know who you are. I know this much is true. I know this much is true. Mm -hmm. We've got Lovecraft Country, you know, just some very quirky, quirky, quirky things. Yeah. And the third day certainly is making its home. This is the Jude Law, Naomi Harris new show. Um, It's split up into six, like it's six episodes and three of them are focusing on, you know, one actor and another three are focusing on another actor. It's some weird place where you go. I, I don't know what I saw. So I stopped. And the thing about it is, no, 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 no. For me, for me, because I'm not consuming like you are at the rate you are, I just, I don't have a lot of time on my hands. Mm -hmm. So if I don't feel safe when you're doing the koozie, quack-a-doodle things, then I have to abort. But that may not be everyone's story. So do tell us. (laughs) (laughs) So... We start, we see Jude Law in the road, like something urgent is going on. He's talking on the phone. His car is there. All right. He ends up walking into the woods and he finds a tragedy happened. I won't tell you exactly what it is. Don't tell. Yeah. But he basically has to rescue someone. In the process of doing so, he takes her back to where she lives, which is an island, essentially. And it's an island that um, you only have access to at certain times during the day, because when the tide comes up, you can't get across. You can't get across the water. So he ends up going across and, you know, the, the clock is ticking. He's got to get back if he wants to get off of this island. And he meets um, uh, two proprietors of this, like, inn with a bar, uh, played by Patty Considine and Emily Watson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and they have, at first, you're like, are they this girl's parents? The way they're acting. No. You'll see who her parent is, the father. Mm. So there's something going on with this town. It's not a lot of people on this island. They're close-knit. They know each other's business. It's that kind of thing. And for some reason, they're very interested in Jude Law's character, Sam. Hmm. Some of them are angry at Sam. No, this hmm. man don't know them from a can of paint. And he did them a solid, didn't he? Didn't he? So what is this anger about? Also, what is the urgent thing that he was talking on the phone about? Because he needs to get off this island to get something taken care of. It's about to go down. Now, does he get off of this island? Come on. It is called the third day. So we have to get to the third day. And you know, each episode is a day. So I was like, okay, I know he's not getting off. But what's going to happen while he's there? Very strange things. Things I can't even explain <laughs> happen in this show. When you get to the end, you're like, what am I watching exactly? Why am I watching this? Why? Why watch it? I don't know. I do not know. I have no <laughs> idea. I will watch the next episode. I, the first episode, Ref, I was completely flabbergasted. I was like, yeah. I was thinking, what kind of person wrote this? Where were you <laughs> when you thought this up? What did you even think up? Were, were psychedelics involved? Yes, I was going to say, I don't think this was a uh, 
uh, I don't think they were cohesive. <laughs> now, Plan B Entertainment is one of the production companies here. So we know it might be something weird and they delivered. We'll see if it makes any sense. So, and I, I probably will ref if I don't finish the Jude Law part, I'll probably start the Naomi Harris part um, just to see how that goes as well. Yeah. She's one of our favorites. Now you are who, or sorry, we are who we are as another HBO eight episodes. I, did not get to see this one. I am, I think I've seen the trailer. I'm not sure, mm. but you're going to tell us about it. I'm going to need a win here. Oh, are you? Well, you know, we are who we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it. if it ain't a win, it won't be. Uh-oh. So what I will say is this comes to us. It was co-created. It's directed, co-written by Luca Guadagnino. Now, if that sounds familiar, that he directed Call Me By Your Name. So you go, oh, okay, what's this going to be like? What is what is he going to do as, you know, a uh, producer of television? Mm. Well, in this show, we have uh, a character, a 14-year-old Fraser Wilson, played by Jack Dylan Grazer, who was in Shazam. Oh. He was the, the kid who befriended the kid who becomes Shazam. Yes, yeah. So he is the the central character here, and he moves with his two moms from New York to Italy. His moms work in the military, the American military. Uh, One of his moms is played by Chloe Sevigny, Sarah Wilson, and she's a colonel. She's coming to take over command at this base in Italy. Oh. Mm -hmm. And his other mom is played by Alice Braga, Maggie. And she got the skills as a doctor. So they come on over. And Fraser is the kind of kid who marches to the beat of his own drum. He doesn't really listen to anybody. He can be annoying. He, You know, you might want to shake him. He's that kind of kid. But he's in his own world. When he gets there, he just wants to find where the alcohol is. Okay. Oh, okay. That kind of kid. But he's leaving things behind in New York. What is he left behind? Now, literally something was left behind. It didn't make it on the plane. And we see that from the opening. But there's something else going on. Now, he comes here. Of course, he has to go to school, all of that. How is that going to work out? So he visits his high school before he actually is enrolled there. What's that experience like? And when he does, he, he puts his eye on a particular student played by Jordan Christine Simon, and her name is Caitlin. There's something about her that just catches his attention. Does he catch her attention? And what does that mean? She also has a friend. And this friend sees Fraser and kind of likes him. So she says, hey, you know, come with me. Now, what is she up to? Now, Fraser is the kind of kid also who kind of like stands off in the background in a weird way. Oh. So you'll look up and he'll be there. And you're like, how did you get here? Are you following us? Oh, well. like, that's what happens. So, you know, there's this group of friends, including the two uh, characters I just mentioned. And they're kind of like, why is he following us? All of that kind of stuff, going to the beach with us. He doesn't really interact with them. It's very strange how all of this goes down. And of course, he has his two moms. What, is, what are they going through as well? Especially Chloe Savigny's character as she's taking over this command. Now, when it comes to Caitlin, she also has, of course, her own family. She has an older brother 
uh, and Fraser gets some information about them before he even meets them, and he's nonplussed. I'll put it that way. But he gets this information from their mother, who is there to introduce them to the base, show them their living quarters, and she's kind of looking at him like, okay, I don't know about you. Now, the father of uh, Caitlin is actually played by Scott Kid Muscuddy, otherwise known as Kid Cuddy. Get out of here! Uh-huh. Now, he was on a, a previous HBO show, which had one season, um, and which I really liked, How to Make It in America. So here he comes back. And in the first episode, Ref, he has like one minute on screen. You're like, what is going on? Hmm. So throughout this first episode, we see how Fraser gets to know where he's living now in a strange fashion. And in the end, is he actually going to have enough nerve to talk to Caitlin? What is that like? Is she even interested in this dude? Because she's got her own world going on and we haven't even scratched the surface of that in episode one. So what I'll say is based on episode one, Ref, if you think of Call Me By Your Name, Mm -hmm. you can see how this show came from the same person. Oh, okay. You really can. It is highly cinematic. If the rest of these episodes are like episode one, this will be one of the best TV shows of the year. It will be. Guaranteed. Interesting. Now, it will it will shock some viewers. I will tell you that now. It is certainly for adults. Uh, some of the stuff you're like, what? <laughs> like, oh. wait a minute. Oh, oh, oh. You better pump your brakes. You never know what's happening next. It really is like you're there. The way that Luca shot it, we get these little vignettes of scenes, but it's inside of a whole community. It's inside of really whatever town they're in. So you'll have a bunch of things going on and the main thing you're supposed to pay attention to, the main thing may not be in front of the camera. It might be back somewhere. And just the way that the camera just dances around all of this, sometimes close up, sometimes not, the sound of it, the whole thing was transfixing. I watched it twice because I told my brother he needed to watch it. Interesting. And the second time, I was supposed to get up and make some food. I did not. Oh, <laughs> I just, wow, 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 wow. I, so, and it, even th- there's snatches of things you need. This is not, this is the kind of writing that we like, Raph, where they don't treat us as stupid. They write what they would say, not what we need to know. You've got to figure it out. And the camera gives you the clues sometimes. It'll show you something and you go, oh, that means something. Oh, they said a snippet of that. What did you mean by that? Because there's one character or or one person in the show who's not a character, we don't see it, that Fraser mentions, Mark. Who's Mark? What is he talking about? He leaves a message to Mark about the base. What is that about? So it keeps you curious about this. And the whole dynamic of the acting, it's just really a lot of it is so... Um, effortless, but you know so much effort went into it that I was astounded by it, actually, as a first episode of television. Um, Was it completely perfect? No, but it was very close. Um, So I will see, of course, what's going on in the remaining episodes here. But this is one to watch, definitely. And this is another show, Ref, if it holds, like episode one, that we have about teenagers that feels like it's from an an adult. We had that from normal people. We had that from um, the other shows set in Italy, My Brilliant Friend. And now we have this one. Hopefully it stands. Wow. Wow. Sounds like a win for HBO. Mm. Uh, Departure. Which is on Peacock. (laughs) Can we please give it up (laughs) i can't it's just 
Why? It's on Peacock. Nothing wrong with Peacock. If you have Peacock, mm-hmm. it's fine. Yeah. But you have to tell your friends I'm watching Peacock. <laughs> Ooh, what's that show on? Peacock. I just can't. You could tell your friends I'm a member of the flock. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, you know what? I am so sorry. I, the, the the marketing team there is working really hard. I, I apologize. They get but, paid. They are no, getting <laughs> paid. Like this is not a charity. Come on, y'all. I just, I'm not going to tell my friends I'm watching Peacock. Uh, I'll watch it, but I'm just, just saying it. <laughs> And it's not because of the, you know, last part. It's just, what are we talking about? Yeah. (sighs) Anyway. What was I saying? Departure. Yes. Ooh, Christopher Plummer. Now, listen. Anytime Christopher Plummer is on, the way 2020's been going, I'm going to need to watch it. (laughs) So I've got to figure something out about I don't mean to speak that (laughs) over that man, but, you know, people are leaving and we want Christopher Plummer to stay with us. Yes, please. It's only six episodes, but this is not British. This is from his home country, Canada. Yeah. So, you but know. But it's set in Great Britain. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I tried. There you, you go. Did. What is this departure? What are we talking about? They call it a yeoman's effort. Thank you for that. Now, remember Christopher Plummer, The Sound of Music, Edelweiss, Edelweiss. Come on, y'all. And let me tell you, if you haven't seen the outside, I'm sorry, The Insider, or you haven't seen it recently, watch it again just for him. Oh, you know, Mike, I have not seen it re- recently. Mike, try <laughs> Mr. Wallace, okay. Oh, okay. Gershon, okay. You better watch out. Well, so, listen, for all the newer listeners, Knives mm-hmm. Out. He was the father of Knives Out. Yes, yes, very good. And I wanted more of him in that movie, as you know. You did, now, you did, you did. I mean, it's Christopher Plummer. Yeah, but you got what you, he, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I don't just sit him down and put a camera on the man. No, man. you, the, I'm not, without saying what happens, the yeah. show, it has to be what it has to be. Of course, yeah. I'm not, I'm not faulting them, no. I'm not faulting yeah, them. Okay, I just wanted okay. more Christopher Plummer. Um, and now, he's joined in this cast by Archie Punjabi. Now, remember the good wife, Kalinda Sharma? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And she plays an investigator of plane crashes. You know, disappearing planes, things like that. But she has given up the job. Why? She hasn't been in the job for a year. And she ain't in Great Britain to start this. Or maybe she is. I, I forgot. Who cares? Now... She gets approached by Christopher Plummer's character, who's her former boss. And he says, we need you back. Why? Well, a plane has gone missing over the Atlantic Ocean on its way from somewhere in the United States to Great Britain. Where did the plane go? Did it crash? I don't know. Aliens abducted. We don't know. We don't know. But we do know as viewers, kind of what happened on the plane before this disappearance. It wasn't good. And the thing is, who's on this plane? Can you trust them? Is are there more than one per, is there more than one person who you should be suspicious of? What's really going on? We don't know. Don't know. And neither do the people who are searching for this plane. Now, 
Archie Punjabi's character again. What happened in her past that makes her so reluctant to do this? Oh, she's always got a past. She's always investigating Kalinda. So you'll <laughs> you'll find out. It's a tragedy that happened. And the question is, because of this, is she well enough to do what she used to do? Now, she was the best in the business. That's why she's called back. But is she still the best? And coming back, does she now have enemies lurking, waiting for her to make a mistake? People who mm. were in charge when she wasn't Uh-oh. there? Mm. Uh-oh. So they have to figure out where this plane is, what happened. When they discover it, does that help them at all? Who could have done something to cause this plane to have some sort of malfunction? What are the things they could do to actually find it? And so on and so forth. So that's what this is all about. Without me giving a a lot away. And this is another show on Peacock where the first episode is free and the rest you got to pay. Oh, see. So did I pay? To continue, I did not. Oh, oh, okay. And that is with Archie Punjabi and Christopher Plummer. Because I'm going to tell you why I did not. The writing. Oh, jeez. Was no. A challenge. no. It was a challenge when you have Archie and Christopher, and I go, what? <laughs> Something's wrong. Okay. I don't know what to tell y'all. Now, you can watch this first episode and see for yourselves. I think that some people, Ref, will be interested enough to continue watching. I didn't care because the writing wasn't good enough. I did not care. I don't care what happened on the plane. I don't care what's going on in the back stories. I don't care about people about to stab people in the back trying to search for this plane. I don't care about maybe there are people who are in on it. I I didn't care because the writing was poor. So I departed from departure. Oh, now just because we're why watch that, if they like, they may want to. If you like all of these other shows that are just like it, where planes go missing that you've seen, and there's some mystery, then you can watch it because all of them are bad, except for maybe Lost after, you know, after the end of season one. There you go. Well, that's it for us for television. I mean, good gracious, it wasn't a lot, but we had a lot to say, Mm. and you could check all of that out uh, so far. We are hanging on to HBO <laughs> and all the other streaming services. I know network TV is going to get riled up again. They'll they'll be back at it. But until then, hang on to your subscriptions. <laughs> and uh, Peacock will hang on to you too. Mm. Thanks for listening. For additional resources... Visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.